Bible says, And last of all, he was seen of me also, as one of born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am. And His grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I. But the grace of God which was with me. I want you to ask yourself a question. As we preach to you this morning. What am I? What am I? Let us pray. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, we do count it an honor and a privilege to be here again. Lord, I pray that you'd give us a special anointing, God, and I pray that you'd anoint every word that's said. For, dear God, we know without the anointing, dear Lord, that everything that's said could go in vain. And, Lord, we pray that you'd bless the reading of your word. Lord, I pray that you would help me, dear God, as we give you liberty to, to preach through us this morning. And God, I pray that you would bind all opposing forces, those forces of hell, and the hindrances of darkness in high places. God, I pray you'd be with us in a special way. Help us all take inventory of our lives. God, I pray you'd be with Preacher Bob this morning, preaching yonder in that pulpit. We do hope so. In Jesus' name we do humbly ask. Amen. And amen. Thank you. you. May be seated. As we look in the scriptures, we find a man of God by the name of Paul who is asking the question Who am I? Moses even asked that question in the book of Exodus. And he says, And Moses says unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? That I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And then I see David in 2 Samuel when he says, Then went King David in, sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that thou hast brought me hitherto? And I believe it was David again in 1 Chronicles 29 said, But who am I? And what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come from thee, and of thine own have we given thee. When we truly think about who we are and what we are, it's amazing that someone like God would have anything to do with somebody like me and you. It's amazing that He would send His only begotten Son to where you and I can be saved and have eternal life. It's amazing of how we were as we were born in the flesh and some of you how you are today that He would have anything to do with us. But yet He does. He's got an unconditional love for us. As the Apostle Paul looked at his life, he was humbled. He let folks know beyond a shadow of any doubt uh, what Christ had done for him. And let me encourage you this morning, you should let the world know what Christ has done for you. Paul was not a braggart about himself. Although he was accused of being such. 
If he was guilty of any bragging, it was guilty of bragging on Jesus and what Jesus had done for him. Oh, when we stand up to testify and when we stand up, we ought to give God the glory. Listen, we deserve no glory this morning. He is the one that deserves all the glory and all the honor and we ought to be able to give Him that. It's the least we can do today. It's to recognize Him for who He is. And to recognize Him for where He's brought us from. Not only that, but thank God where He's taken us to. Amen. As Paul looked at his own personal life there in the Scripture in 1 Corinthians 15, he said, I am the least of the apostles. He said, I'm not meet. Or that means that he's not fit to be called an apostle. He said, but by the grace of God... I am what I am. Now I want you to think on that thought. Who am I? Or rather, what am I? I want you to think about it real close and long this morning. Oh, we should all take time now to do a personal inventory. And we ought to do that from time to time. And take that self-examination and ask, what am I? I can tell you this. I'm not what I once was. Amen. Amen. When Jesus came into my life, uh, thank God it made a change. uh, And it made a change forever. And when Jesus Christ comes into your life, uh, He'll make a change uh, and make that change forever. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, uh, he is a new creature in Christ. Uh, All things are passed away and all things become new. Uh, Thank God I even had a new outlook on life. Uh, Once Jesus Christ come into my heart, I'm not what I used to be. Thank God I'm not what I once was, dear brother. Listen, if I was, I wouldn't be in here this morning. Amen. It's by the power of God's grace, the power of His mercy, that He reached down His nail-scarred hand to reach down in the miry clay of sin of where I was and where you was and pulled you out and saved your wretched soul. That's God's grace. That's His mercy. Perfect picture of Christ. Of what He's done for you. Of where He's brought you from. You can't come into a close relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ without being changed. I've seen people, Brother Dustin, from time to time, they said they've been saved. They said they had the salvation experience. But there's no change in their life. I also believe the devil slips counterfeits. In other words, uh, they may just go through an emotional experience, Brother Hap, uh, uh, but my friend, I'm here to tell you, you got to get the real thing, baby. And once you get the real thing, uh, things will change in your life. Uh, those old desires will go away. Uh, and the new man comes up and steps up in front. Uh, and I'm not saying it's an automatic thing that's done, uh, but I'm saying if you'll trust in God, uh, seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these other things, will be added unto you. Trust in Him. He'll make a way for you to escape the temptations of this world. That's in the Scripture. But we've got to trust Him. We've got to trust Him as our Lord and Savior. 
There was an old black preacher that said this one time about folks who call themselves Christians. He said, if you is what you was, then you ain't what you say you is. Amen. That's right, isn't it? He hit the nail on the head. You see, I'm no longer spiritually dead. What does it mean to be dead? Well, see, a dead person is unable to rightly respond to that which is living. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. If you've not been born again, then you're spiritually dead. You can't communicate with God if you're spiritually dead. Yeah. Folks will say sometimes, Oh boy, well I, I, I'll be praying for you, preacher. Wait a minute. You can't pray for me. Well, why can't? Because you're not, you're not born again. You mean I can't pray? I said, the only prayer, sister, he's going to hear is that prayer of repentance. When you humble yourselves before God and allow the Holy Spirit to draw on your heartstrings and save your poor wretched soul. They said, yeah. He ain't going to hear you. He's not going to listen until you get a repentful heart. A contrite spirit and come toward Him. Amen. I'm no longer spiritually dead. I'm no longer under the condemnation. Listen, he that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Amen. I don't have to live in the condemnation. Amen. I don't have to live uh, in that uh, 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 worrisome uh, uh, way anymore in my life. Uh, I've been set free. I'm no longer under the bondage of sin. The old hymn says, I'm redeemed by blood divine. Glory, glory, Christ is mine. Thank God I belong to Him, but most of all, listen, He belongs to me. Amen. Hey, I can go to Him anytime. He's always there. He said, I'll not leave you. I'll not forsake you. I'll be there with you, and I'll take Him for His Word. He hadn't let me down yet. He's done saved me, washed me clean as snow, white as the driven snow and I'm just going to trust in Him. Amen. Amen. Oh listen there's where the problem comes in. We have to trust in the one that saved us. No longer spiritually dead. I'm no longer under the condemnation and I'm no longer under the bondage of sin but I'm no longer under the law. That don't mean go out and rob no bank now. Amen. We're having the sheriff coming. He won't like that. I'm told that there are some 613 Old Testament laws. There's none of us who could even remember them, much less keep them. Aren't you glad you're not under the law anymore? But you're under God's grace. Amen. I'm not under subjection to the old man unless I choose to be. In this life, you have to make choices. In this life, there's choices that you have to make. Am I going to live for God? Am I going to follow Him? Or am I going to follow the ways of the world? Go back to my own nature and trust in Satan himself? Listen, the Bible says Satan is a liar and the truth's not in him. The devil is a liar. I'm here to tell you. He'll infiltrate your mind with some of the craziest stuff you've ever thought of in your life. 
I told them in Sunday school, the idle mind is a playground for the devil. Get busy for God. Do something for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that way, He won't have time to infiltrate your mind because you've got your mind on the things of God. We have to come to the realization of knowing today that we're not what we was and it's because of God's grace. But I'm not my own. Amen. The Bible tells me I was bought with a price. I don't belong to myself. I belong to the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Amen. What am I? Praise God, I'm not what I once was. What else am I? Well, I'm not always what I should be. Right. In other words, I haven't arrived yet. And neither have you. For the Bible tells us, I believe it is Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've fallen short and we continue to fall short. 1 John 1.8, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Oh boy, I've seen some, listen, they are so sanctified, they ought to be set up in a crystal cathedral somewhere, and they think they're so almighty, and they're all holier than thou, and they think that they don't never make a mistake, they think they don't never sin. I'm here to tell you, the Bible calls you a liar. The truth's not in them. Oh, but preacher, you don't understand. I don't go out and do... Listen, I didn't say you done this or you done that. A sin is a sin in the eyes of God. Amen. And if we even know to do something which is good and don't do it, the Bible calls it a sin. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I, preacher, I measure myself up against preacher so-and-so. Or I measure myself up against Harold Perry. Or I measure myself up against Ernell Bradley or Damon Duncan. I measure myself up to them boys. Listen, you get yourself in trouble. Measure yourself up to God and let's see where you stand. Then we'll know without a shadow of a doubt where you stand in your spirituality. Amen. I'm not what I once was. I'm not... Always what I should be. But you know what? Praise God, Jesus loves me anyway. He loves us unconditionally. Number three, I'm not always what I could be. Here we go. We're going to plow a little deep right here. Take it now, okay? If we're honest now with one another this morning, we can all relate to what I'm about to say. We're not always what we should be, but neither are we always what we could be either. And we can be just a little bit transparent this morning here on this point. I don't always pray as much as I could. Hello? Doesn't the Bible tell us to pray without ceasing? Doesn't the Bible tell us men ought to always pray and not faint? I've sometimes fainted when I should have been praying. How about you? How about you? Now we're being transparent, right? Laying it all out on the table, plowing a little deep this morning. How are you in your prayer life? I don't always pray as much as I could. 
But I don't always spend as much time with God and His Word as I could. I don't think any of us here would be accused of spending too much time with the Lord or in His Word, do you? You see, we do come short. When you break it down like this, we do come short. Maybe it's uh, too much time in the newspaper. Not me, I don't get it. People brings me articles. Thank you, sister. Brings me stuff of the paper. I don't, I don't get a used paper. Too much television? Maybe so. Maybe I do need to cut off a ball game or two here and there. Amen? Oh, let's be honest with one another this morning. Yeah. Too much time enjoying leisure activity. But too much time in the Word of God? Probably not. How many of you could honestly stand and say, Preacher, I've just spent too much time in the Word of God. How can anyone stand and say, I've spent too much time in the Word of God? I don't always witness as much as I could. Do you? I mean, I try to witness to a lot of people during the week from uh, sitting in tire stores to, uh, to, to sitting in the hospitals to the uh, waiting rooms to the doctor's offices and so on. And the people that you just see each and every day are coming through Walmart. And you, you just have a, a niche to try to witness to people and tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we should do. But you know what? The Holy Spirit has moved upon my heart every once in a while. And quite often to witness to someone or give someone a track. And there's probably times, as a matter of fact, I know there is times that I fail to do it. I fail to do it. Yeah. There are times at the end of a busy day, I think back on that day and God brings it to my mind, chastises me. And said, listen, that person was on their way to hell. You could, you had tracks in your pocket. You had a prayer upon your breath. Uh, you could have prayed with them, talked with them, invited them to church, told them about Jesus, and you didn't do it. He chastises the one that he loves. Yeah. You know, folks, when we start going down the wrong path or don't do those things that we should do that we know that is good, God will let you know it. He'll let you know by speaking to your heart. He'll let you know by the moving of the Spirit of God upon your life. Mm. I don't always witness as much as I could. I don't always give as much as I could. Now don't misquote me on that. I give my tithes, praise God. Amen? I give my tithes. And I think he really blesses the offering part too, even yeah. more, more. Amen. But you know, when I say I don't give him as much as I could, think, thinking about time, thinking about my talents, thinking about my treasures. By and by, when I look on his face, I wish I had given him more. By and by, when he holds out his hands, I'll wish I had given him more. In the light of that heavenly place, I'll wish I had given him more. See, we'll wish we had given him more of our love. If we really love Jesus like we should, everything else in our lives would fall into place. If we truly, really loved him the way that we should, everything else will follow 
We wish we had given him more of our life, our love. But you know, I don't always yield to Christ as much as I could. So many times I find myself wanting to assert my rights. Sometimes we forget that we gave up all of our rights when Christ came in. When you accept Christ into your life, you give Him total control. You give Him control of your life. You let Him and allow Him uh, to do the directing in your lives. The Bible calls us servants or bond slaves of Christ. A bond slave has no rights other than what's given him by the Master. I'm not what I once was. I'm not always what I should be. I'm not always what I could be. But I'm not yet what I want to be. I hope you're not satisfied with your Christian life. Preacher, that's kind of strong. Listen, sadly, a lot of churches today are filled up with many folks who don't want to be anything more for Christ than what they are already. Some have even stepped back from what they used to be for Christ. Many folks who used to do something for God at one time only sit and sour a little bit now. Do you know that water that sits will only grow stagnant? So does a Christian. I don't know about you, but I want to continually be stirred by God. I want the gift of God stirred up into me. I want to do more for God, not less for God. And the more I mature in Christ myself, the more I want to do for Him, the more I want to get into His Word, the more I want to pray, the more I wanted His blessings to be poured out upon me. Listen, it's important to be stirred up for the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible even tells us, stir up the gift that is within you. That gift is the gift of grace. The gift of God's grace stirred up deep down inside of you, my friends, will make a big difference in your life and in which way you live. God doesn't want us to be satisfied. God wants us moving forward for the cause of Christ. There are many folks undoubtedly today that care less if we opened up the doors of the church or not. Uh, They care less if we had a Sunday school program. They care less if the nursery was open or not. They care less about those youngins in children's church. They just care less. They wouldn't, they, they just don't care. How do they come to a point in their life that they don't care? They've become stagnant. They become stagnant and they become a weary in life's journey. But yet they don't do anything to get back to where they need to be with God. It's like just enjoying the trip. Bless God, I ain't got to pay the power bill. I don't care if it's on or not. That's how some people think. Well, bless God, I don't care if the water bill gets paid at the church. Uh, who cares? I don't, I don't have to pay it. We'll let somebody else pay that power bill there at the church. And pay the water bill. And pay for the air conditioning to get fixed. And pay for the uh, water to get fixed. Well, I'm telling you, I'm not 
what I once was. I'm not always what I should be. I'm not always what I could be. I'm not what I want to be. I'm not what I shall be. Amen. Think about that one. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 3, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and doth not yet appear that we shall what we shall be? But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And every man that hath his, this hope in Him purifieth himself, even as He is pure." Thank God we're going to be like Him. Amen. That tells me that this body is going to be completely changed. Whether or not I'm taking off from the ground, under the ground, on top of the ground, or in a mausoleum somewhere, or from out at sea. When Jesus comes to get me, thanks be unto God, I'm going to be changed. And everybody will know that I've been changed because there won't be no more sickness in that place. There'll be no more darkness in that land. Listen, there'll be no darkness in our land where we're going. Amen. Jesus Christ Himself will be the only Son, the only light that we'll ever need. Thanks be unto God. I'm not what I shall be, but I will be one day pretty soon. Amen. Amen. Whether by the grave or whether by the rapture, my friend, we will be what God says we'll be. But I am what I am by the grace of God. I'm saved by the grace of God. For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourself is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. What did the Jehovah Witness in the morning say about that scripture right there? They can't take it out. You're saved by grace. Saved by your faith. Hmm. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm sanctified by the grace of God. Any holiness in me and the way I live is not of my own doing, but of Christ living in me. People have told me, Preacher, how do you live a life free and clear? How do you live a holy life? How do you live a life for God? You give Him control. Let Him live inside of you. A lot of times you just have to ask the question. They made the bracelets and everything else. A long time ago was a big thing. It's a good one. What would Jesus do? Think about it. I'm sanctified by the grace of God. I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm serving by the grace of God. My calling is by grace. My gifts are by grace. My place of service is by grace. Who are you? What are you? Are you saved? Are you sure? Are you serving? Are you what you should be for Christ? Are you what you could be for Christ? Are you what you want to be for Christ? I hope not. We ain't none of us arrived. Amen. Is God getting any glory out of your life? That's what He left us here for. Yeah. What is your life? 
How does your life measure up on the measuring stick of God? When you put yourself next to the, listen, go right to the top, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. A lot of us would measure up like I would measure up next to LeBron James trying to play basketball. Wouldn't be very much. Wouldn't be very much. And I'm not trying to shame you. I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to 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 to, to plow the field of truth this morning, and let you know. Look, look at your life, and what are you? Yeah. Come to the realization we're only sinners saved by grace, right. called by God to do something. Amen. What are you? Who are you? You ought to answer that. This morning, I want you to stand as sister comes around and gets us an invitation song. Go ahead and play that, Who Am I? That a king would bleed and die for. Who am I? And as we have this invitational time, I want you to come and pray specially for Preacher Bob this morning like our dear brother has suggested. We want to do that. But you want to take inventory of your life this morning. Look at it and say, where do I measure up? Where do I measure up in this thing called life? Who am I? Father, Lord, with Jesus, we thank you for all of these already gathered around this altar of prayer. Lord, some uh, coming to you with special needs, some coming to you with praying for our dear preacher brethren. God, we know we have not, for we've asked not. And Lord, we know that we've all fallen short of your glory. But God, we know today that we're living under the umbrella of grace and not circumstances. And God, I pray in Jesus' name, you'll help us, dear God, to be better Christians and to better serve you more. Lord, we ought to just want to live for you and worship you and praise you. Oh, God, help us make that self-examination this morning. God, go yonder and be with Preacher Bob. God, I pray you'd give him strength. Pray you'd take away his pain. Give him his appetite back. Give him a touch from heaven on high. Lord, we'll surely trust in you. We'll surely give you glory and honor for what you do. God, we just ask you to continue to help us. Help all of these, my friends, gathered around this altar. Praying unto thee. Oh, God, we just love you and thank you for what you're going to do. As we continue to pray in Jesus' name, you continue to pray, okay?